audio check. Now, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And now, if you're not completely satisfied, a few words from better than ever in your neighborhood. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of RX Radio. I am your host, Dr. Richard Wade, and today is a very, very special edition, Mother's Day special, I would call it. And we have our very own mother of the day or of the year or however we're going to call this because she is like superwoman for what she's been through in terms of going through pharmacy school and becoming a pharmacist with uh, her children. So welcome to the show, Dr. Stacey Garcet. Thank you. I think that's actually the first time I've heard someone say my name besides when I graduated, Dr. Stacy Garcet. Yes. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So um, it, this episode is going to be hopefully released on Mother's Day. And I wanted to, you were the one of the first people I thought about in terms of being a mom in pharmacy school. We went to the same school, um, UF uh, College of Pharmacy at the Orlando campus. And mm-hmm. you're one of the people that I just know because especially because some of the circumstances you've been through that um, is probably going to be the best person to talk about going through pharmacy school, becoming a pharmacist and being a mom. But before we get into all that, let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. So I, so I have two daughters, like you had mentioned. Um, My oldest is 10 and my youngest is three. And I was raised right here in Florida by my dad with my sister growing up. We've lived here pretty much most of our lives. I um, got into pharmacy school back in 2013 um, after getting just my AA from Valencia. And I just graduated this past um, Monday from University of Florida. Um, Like you said, we went to school together. So I'm super excited. And also, I just started a job with CVS Pharmacy. Yes, that's today, actually. That's congratulations on the new job. That's always always a great thing. Um, especially with uh, the current landscape, uh, from especially from our last couple episodes, we talked about the market saturation. But yes. uh, you, um, you were in a situation where you started pharmacy school, or when you were preparing for pharmacy school, you are you already had um, you already had a daughter. So, what was mm-hmm. what was it like? I guess having a child and knowing that you were about to go to pharmacy school. Well, to back it up just a little bit, what made me go into pharmacy school and decide to pursue that career from math education was the fact that I had my daughter. And it was like back in 2008 when the market crashed and a lot of my friends weren't getting jobs, even as teachers. So that's when I decided like, I need to find something where I can take care of my daughter and not have to depend on anybody, especially if I wanted to like put her in soccer or just all those things that cost so much money. And so I um, found pharmacy and I applied to pharmacy school and it took me, I wish I would have, it took me, let's see, quite a few years, maybe like three years to go back and do all my prerequisites. But I wish I would have went full time instead of trying to work, you know, full time and go part time because it probably would have, I probably would have got done a lot faster. Yeah. But so I actually remember when I was studying for the PCAT, I had this spare room in our house that we didn't use. And um, I made it just for studying. And I had all I had in there was a desk and the computer. And I have a picture of this on Instagram, actually, where there's this the wall against the where my desk was against. I just had sticky notes of things that like 
as I was studying that I kept coming across and I kept forgetting. So since I'm a visual learner, I just had like a wall full of different color sticky notes. And like when I was actually taking a PCAT and I like needed that information, I remember exactly on my wall where it was. So it's like this weird collage of sticky notes. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, yeah. So um, I remember many nights like my daughter like coming in the room and wanting me to read to her or put a dress on a doll or just just play with her or she needs, you know, to go to the bathroom and I have to wipe her, just many things like that. And like it was hard. There's a lot of times where like, you know, I cried and I had to remind myself of like why I'm doing this. And I just it's like this overwhelming, overwhelming feeling of guilt um, that you're not giving your child what they need, you know, because you're having to take time away from them in order to, you know, do whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever goal you're trying to work towards. But um, but eventually, like as time goes on and the you start reaching, you know, your goal, you, you realize that there's a bigger picture behind it. Yeah. And was there anything that you had to maybe, I guess, put in place, like anything specific or just kind of overall in terms of the time between school, like your, because pharmacy school is pretty demanding. Like it's not as demanding Mm -hmm. as I would say, you know, whether it be undergrad or doing prerequisites and things like that. So knowing that you were about to embark on something that was just so so demanding as pharmacy school, was there anything that you had to do um, before that um, to prepare? Yeah, I mean the 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 amount of science classes I had to take was was overwhelming because my my um, degree prior was math education, so I had a lot of math background, but no no science. So just preparing for the PCAT and like like in order like you had asked me like you know what did I have to do to prepare while having a kid? Like I had to like you know many nights I went without sleeping, like studying all night long because I worked full time, and then I also had my daughter, and so there was like a lot of sleepless nights, but like studying can't get done until after you're done being a mom. Same thing with like during pharmacy school, like you have to be a mom first and then the studying can get done. So usually it's like the lack of sleep is what is what comes first. You know, you miss out on sleep. Gotcha. So I did, that was a great segue into like when you were at school and, and during, what was it like, I guess, before versus after? Was there any difference in terms of how you managed your time because it was a little bit more demanding or, you know, Tell us a little bit about what it was like while you were going through school, going through those years with um, with having your daughter. So that's a funny question because like during our graduation this past Monday, one of the speakers had mentioned like whoever said, you know, once you get into pharmacy school, it's all downhill after that was wrong because pharmacy school is hard. And someone told me the same thing. They said, you know, it, the hardest part is getting into pharmacy school. But that's not true. The hardest part is surviving in pharmacy school. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, yeah, it was it was definitely hard. I think the hardest part for me was was overcoming self doubt. So I have this, um, and not many people know this about me, but like when I was um, in grammar school, I actually when I moved to Florida with my dad, I actually was labeled with um, like a reading disability, and it like stuck with me until maybe about fifth grade. And um, but the whole concept of like me feeling like like I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't like smarter than the other students stuck with me for life. And I didn't really realize it until like I, you know, was reflecting while I was in pharmacy school and I always felt like inferior. I always, I always had the feeling of like, Oh my God, how did I get into far? How did I get into UF? How did I feel like I'm, they must overlook something or I snuck <laughs> in somehow and like, let me hurry up and graduate before they figure it out. Yeah. But, um, Honestly, like when I look back now, the biggest obstacle was the self-doubt. Pharmacy school is hard, but it's so much harder when you constantly doubt yourself. I mean, and, and a lot of people do that um, with everything. And I and I do that with lots of things in my life. And I'm constantly like with, you know, with the struggle, self-doubt on like, 
can I, you know, can I, you know, learn how to exercise, you know, or can I, um, you know, anything that I'm trying to do, it's always the self-doubt. Really, that's the main hindrance, not so much the task at hand. That's interesting. So it's more just like almost over, like, it's like when people get an injection where it's like they're th- they, the thought of it hurts way more than the actual like injection itself almost where it's like the thought mm-hmm. of all the things that you have to do as a mom and then as, you know, in pharmacy school, but it actually just happens like when you just start putting your head down and, and, and going. Yeah. And that's something so important. Like when people ask me, um, you know, like, how did you get through it? And, and like, even now, one of my really good friends, you know, Sylvia Kim, she, she just graduated and she's doing a residency and she just had a baby. And like the advice that I give, gave her and I try to give everyone is like, just take care of what is at hand. Don't, don't try to hold the weight and the stress of tomorrow because tomorrow's not here and I don't have to deal with that just yet. Right now, I just have to deal with what's at hand, what's at the task at hand for today. And once I learned that, it became so much less stressful for me. Yeah. And it what's crazy is that you didn't just go to school also, which I think is like huge in terms of, you know, when you go to school, it's important to be involved and make, you know, an, a, your resume attractive, especially if you're going to do residency or, or whatever it is that you plan on going into doing you have to have a strong um, resume or CV um, going forward. And you you didn't just go to school. You were also pretty involved in, um, in a brother of Kappa Psi. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. was that? Because that's just another thing that you took on because that's not easy also. You know, that that's also another time commitment that that took place. So Kappa Psi was kind of like, I guess you could say I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I first joined. Um, it was like my main purpose was to build my resume and like I'm a strong believer that like if you want to accomplish something you have to surround yourself with like-minded people and so the vibe that I got when we had like our um our organizational showcase was like okay these are leaders and I want to be I want to be just like that so I need to surround myself with these people so um but it turned out to be like the best like exactly what I needed and it was like the best safety net and some of the advice that um another student that was a mother gave me, she said, you know, make sure you have not just one backup plan, but, but three backup plans. So if that person can't help you out when you're in need and you need to call in the last minute, you have at least two more people to ask. And that's what Kappasai came for me. So there's this really wow. crazy story of, um, so uh, we haven't really talked about this yet, but I actually had, you know, how I had my second daughter in pharmacy school. Well, um, there was, about a one week exactly after I had given birth and I, um, we were at my um, house and I was with, um, um, at this point, yeah, at this point I had already crossed. I was a brother, but I was at my house and I was studying with, um, with three other brothers from Kappasai and we were really, really close. And, um, all of a sudden I started getting this horrible pain, um, in my, like from my stomach shooting down my leg and it had happened the day before. So I kind of knew I just needed to lay down and it'll pass. But this time it didn't pass. So I went upstairs and they're downstairs studying. And um, and mind you, I have this like week old baby. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and literally that night at seven o'clock, we had an exam. And you know how it is in pharmacy school. You do not miss exams. Yeah. So I go upstairs and the pain is just consistently getting worse and worse and almost to the point where it's unbearable. Um, the girls come upstairs and they check on me. And then I'm like, okay, I just need to take a shower. So then they literally help me get into the shower to try and let, you know, put hot water on my stomach to maybe the, alleviate some of the pain. And it just doesn't go away to the point where they talk me into taking me to the hospital. And in my head, I'm thinking, no, we're going to miss the exam. This can't happen. <laughs> like, no, this yeah, is not possible. Not today. And I'm, 
yeah. And I'm like, what am I, what are we going to do? I have this baby. Like I have to breastfeed her every two hours. Like what, like this is, how is this going to work? But they ended up actually taking me and um, we got pulled over on the way. And, and, and oh I think it was Janine that was driving and she told the cop, Oh, she's in a lot of pain. You know, can you, can you help us get there? Um, and he no, said he couldn't escort us. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, well, no, actually he couldn't escort us. He said, we need to call an ambulance, but it oh. wasn't, it wasn't, it's not like I was like dying or anything. Yeah, so yeah. we just drove there. So I had the baby at on um, at um, Winnie Palmer, and, and they drove me back there, and um, they dropped me off. And I and I think I can't remember which who stayed with it was it Miriam or Janine that stayed with me, um, but the other girls went to go take the exam, and then I made them leave because I was stuck there, and I obviously was going to miss the exam. But then we found out that it was just that you know I had a, co- a small complication from the pregnancy that it wasn't serious, and that it, and this should be like the last time that I experienced this. And they were letting me go. And I looked at my watch and I had like half hour to the exam. It wasn't really half an hour. It was really like they let you come in a half hour late to the exam and it was time for the exam. So I'm like, I can still make it. So I did just that. I literally was like not even really dressed appropriately. I had my family member meet me at the school with my laptop. I told one of the girls, make sure they don't let anybody leave from the class because if one person leaves, then you can't come in, right? So I ended up making it, even though I was like half closed, no joke. I ended up making it to the exam and I passed with a C. And I was so grateful for that C. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. But like you, you mentioned, I mean, I can't even imagine like you got, you you had your second child while you're in school, you know, which I'm sure was like, what was that like per se? Like, was there a lot of differences and things that you had to do? Um, I wasn't sure how the timing worked out where, like where, where you were at in the semester in terms of when you actually gave birth, but what was that like, um, have being pregnant in school? So, um, pharmacy school, as you know, is four years. It took me five years. And the, the reason why is because the, when I was first pregnant, I became really, really sick and I was sleeping all the time and I was just like feeling ill and like no energy and I just couldn't stay focused. And so I did really bad. Um, it was my second semester of pharmacy school. So I did really bad. And well, no, that's the hardest one is the second year was the second semester. Second semester. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah. Which was also pretty tough. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole thing is tough, yeah. but so um so I I ended up getting um three strikes and so that caused me to have to go like, you know, retake those classes and it was gonna put me back a year. But it turned out to be the best thing. And the reason being is because even though I I have much more student loan debt than I really want, but um, it gave me that extra year to right after I had the baby to not have that crazy workload of second of, you know, as you said, second year is the hardest yeah. to not have that crazy workload and have a little bit more time to be at home, my daughter. And I can't imagine how, if that didn't happen in that, that manner, even though at first I, I was devastated and thought, Oh my God, this is the end of the world. But yeah. now I look back and I'm like, if it didn't happen like that, I don't, I can't imagine how I would have gone through it because I, I was by myself with my daughters. So like, by myself taking my other daughter to school every day, you know, studying for pharmacy for the classes that I worked, the three classes I was taking in pharmacy school. And then with this newborn child every night, waking up every two hours, yeah. like it was, it was hard, but I, there's like a saying like with, between moms, like you just do it. You just do it because you're supposed to, and you yeah. don't, and the more you think about how horrible it is and how hard it is, the harder it gets. Yeah. But if you just don't think about it and you just do it, then you get through it. God, I mean, it's, yeah. I, w- I mean, I feel like that's advice, whether you have just a tiny bit on your plate, you know, or whether you have as much as you did, which doesn't sound like you could have taken on anything else. You know, I think it's just important to have in the mindset of just like, just put your head down and and go and, and get it done. 
Um, yeah. What I wanted to talk about, the, the one thing I did want to mention is that how amazing like your tenacity is and your ability to kind of roll with the fact that, you know, you had to, you know, do an extra year. And a lot of times people do feel like that's the end of the world. And it happens. It happens to people. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes like you don't do it in four, you do it in five. Um, or even this, there's I've heard of other situations where people actually have lost their job, you know, for a couple of different reasons, whether it may be, um, you know, something technical, some, you know, maybe they lost a key, you know, which in some places you can get fired if that happens. And a lot of times yeah. people feel like it's the end of the world, but at the end of the day, you know, you get your next job or like you, you graduate and, you know, it goes on just like everyone else. So. Yeah. Sometimes like the things that seem like the, the worst case scenario ended up, ends up being the best situation that could have happened because they lead you to something better and you don't see it at the time, but like you can't see it because all you see is what's right in front of you. You don't see what's to come in the future, you know? Yeah, Definitely. So you graduated, you have overcome what probably some would say is the impossible, you know, going into school with a child, having one during, um, you know, having to do an extra year, but you're a pharmacist now. How, mm-hmm. what, what is it like now that you're, you've basically, I would say, made it to the other side? Well, first before, right before I got there, I think like I had this intense fear of um, not having income, <laughs> as you mentioned, like how saturated the market is. I I can't even believe how before just be, like the last few months before graduation, when we came back to campus, how many people didn't have jobs or residency. And so having kids, like I had this fear because I'm like, there's no more student loans. If I don't, you know, it's not like I have the next semester of student loans coming in to to depend on. Like that's it. Like there's still bills though. There's still, you know, my kids still need things. So I actually started because of that, I started applying um, back like for jobs, even though I knew I wasn't going to really, you know, get hired on, but just in case I started applying back in February, like to everywhere I could think of. I probably like over 24 places I've applied to like different hospitals, every retail chain pharmacy I applied to. And um, it was like the last place that I applied to and I got the information for CVS just so happened to be the last place I applied to. Um, they contacted me and it was like such a relief to be like, okay, I'm going to make it like this all wasn't, you know, it wasn't for nothing. You know, I yeah. feel so much better. I'm so grateful for this opportunity because I can provide for my kids. And that was the whole reason why I decided to do this back when, uh, you know, I decided to switch to pharmacy was because I wanted to provide for my daughters. So it was like that realization, like it's coming full circle because this is what the reason, this is my reason why, so I can provide for my kids. So like now, you know, just starting and I literally, as we spoke earlier, I just started my orientation today with CVS and I worked for them before pharmacy school. So, you know, I'm pretty familiar with the company, but it's great. It's, it's, it's such a good feeling knowing like, you know, not that my life is going to start, but more like I can, I can start enjoying my life a lot more than I was able to before. And, you know, just relax. And like the other night I was with my daughters and, you know, I had right after I had graduated and I didn't have this feeling of like, okay, I got to get them to bed. I got to give them a bath, got to feed them, got to put their pajamas on, got to comb their hair, read them a book. Like it's not like a process, like a routine, you know, checking them off the box. I was just in the moment and actually able to be in the moment and enjoy my time with them. I didn't have that stress. So I'm looking forward to that. More and, times like that. And were you able to communicate like with your elder, with your oldest daughter, like, you know, how, like the process of school and why you had to do certain things? Um, what were, Was there communication in terms of what was actually going on with, with your older daughter? So my older daughter, she's the type of person that she needs to know everything that's going on. 
she will ask me and it's almost like sometimes I get this I, I wonder if she doubts me as a parent but because <laughs> <laughs> the question she asked me like if we're driving somewhere mommy do you know how to get there of course I know how to get there I'm the adult <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> But I mean, so I, I learned that early on about her and her personality. So I, I do. I tell her everything. I tell her, okay, I, I let her know, okay, so now mommy's going to be studying. I'm done with school, but I still need to study for my board. So I, I let her know every step of the way because that's just the type of person she is and what she needs. But yeah, there was communication. And like, you know, like I also, I think, so a bad side of it is I think that through my guilt of um, not being able to give her as much time and attention that she needs, I overcompensate with like buying her toys and like, it's something that my dad did with me. Cause he really didn't, you know, as my, I mentioned earlier, my dad raised me, he really didn't understand how to like, you know, g- give me the emotional support I needed or, you know, or be too emotional with me, mm-hmm. but he always like bought me things. And so I noticed myself doing that with my daughter. Um, so that's like a downside. I, I mean, I can't say, I hope it didn't cause too much damage with her, <laughs> with her upbringing, but you know, you always, and I, and the funny thing is I actually have some preceptors that I work with that have kids and we talk about it. Like the, like actually Dr. St. Ange, I had a conversation with her about like how I just spent $25 on these stupid squishy toys because I felt guilty <laughs> because I had to leave yeah. early. Yeah. I had to leave early one time when we were from one of her, um, her Girl Scout um, meetings because I had to get stuff done for school. And so it's like this constant like guilt. So yeah, I'm hoping it's it's common with moms, but I'm hoping that (laughs) that I can stop doing that, stop buying her stuff as, you know, to alleviate some of my guilt. And it seems like you guys have like an extra bond almost like when you meet like another mom, I guess like that have been something similar. Yeah. So there's another student. She, um, so I don't know if you know, know Judith John, she just graduated me and she has, um, she's married. So, um, so she's, she, she, well, she had a kid when she was, um, in second year, just like me. Um, but she went through second year and she has another child who was a little bit older, younger than my daughter. Um, and then she has her husband, but she does pretty much the same thing I did. Both of us worked during pharmacy school. She worked at, um, at OMC. I worked at Arnold Palmer and, um, she did the same thing I did, but we have like this almost like understanding of we know exactly what struggles the other person is going through you know and like we know like when you're when your kids are sick there's no getting sleep we know like sometimes you just don't care about some of the small details like when it comes to like uh like if i get a a a c as opposed to a b like you just don't care about that because what you're grateful is that you 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 made it through that obstacle like i guess you can say like the remember i mentioned earlier like the hardest part was like overcoming my self-doubt well not just that but also the point of like comparing myself to others like that's something that I learned at pharmacy school too is not do that because you know I used to stress so much about my grades like everyone else is getting A's and everyone else is getting B's and I'm here getting C's or B's you know and and like it was so hard for me but then I had to remind myself like well, of course, you know, they're doing better because they have way more time to study. And then I had to learn how to be grateful for my accomplishments and for what I was able to accomplish on like one third of the study time and and say, wow, okay, if I can do this, imagine what I can do with the amount of study time that they they had as opposed to me. Yeah. So like, that's kind of something that Judith and I always like understood about each other because we knew like, okay, so I mean, she, she did really, really good in school, but you know, she didn't do so bad. It's like, okay, but, but I know that this is what the best that I can do, you know, with what, with the time that I was given, or you just, you have to make the best of all the time that you have, you know, because yeah. you don't have the same amount of time as other people. 
Well, the next question I wanted to get into, I'm not sure how, if you're going to be able to top what you just did, but I think that was just some amazing advice um, for people, um, especially in situations like yours. It's just not to really worry about what you're not doing as good as Mm -hmm. others, but whether like what you've done with your situation. And uh, I think that's amazing. But I I would want to ask and see if there's anything anything else that's specific that maybe there's a mom that might be listening right now or even a future mom that's listening right now that's about to start school what would be pharmacy school what would be your best advice for that for that future pharmacist so i have like um two pieces of advice so one thing is that like especially being my age like i'm a little bit older than the majority of people in pharmacy school and like i have a lot of people that say oh i would love to go back to school for whatever it is you know or or technicians that i know that would like to go to pharmacy school but they mention their age and, you know, how long it is. And something that someone once told me, they said, like, you know, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, the time is going to pass by no matter what. So if you want to go to pharmacy school and, and you're worried about it taking four years, that four years is going to pass by no matter what. It's what do you do you want to be with that degree at the end of the four years or do you want to be without it or still be without it at the end of the four years? So, like, I try to remember that every time. And I always share that advice with anybody because now, well, now five years has passed by. So if I didn't make the decisions I made back then to pursue pharmacy, like, I would be right where I'm at right now, but without a degree and without all of my accomplishments. Yeah. So that's one piece of advice. And then two, um, I guess basically, like, changing the way people look at failure. So I know people probably hear this a lot. But it was something that I had to learn instead of like, instead of seeing failure as like something like a setback, you know, like, you know how people say like one step forward, three steps back, instead of looking at it like, at it like that, I think it's easier and it makes, it makes your journey like, it's, it's easier to give up when you look at it like that because you feel like you're, you're further away from your goal. But if you change the way you look at failure and look at it more as in like a characteristic of your journey, as opposed to stepping backward and being further away, I think it, 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 it helps you stick to your goals. Like I look back and I'm like, why did I spend all that time, you know, pursuing math education when I, you know, like I, at first I used to see it as like, Oh, it was a waste of time. It was a detour. But in reality, it helped me to get to where I'm at. And it, it made, you know, my, my future, my, my education in the beginning that much more interesting. So, and even though like it took me five years in pharmacy school, I see it as in like, well, I not only did I, you know, have the brothers of the Kappa Psi that I, I pledged with, but I also have the class that pledged after that that I became really close with and more people, you know, that I, I was able to meet and, and have come into my life. So it's not so much that it it's, took me further away from the finish line. It's more like it just made it that much more interesting. It's just a, like a, a niche, a characteristic, you know, like a characteristic of, of my journey. Yeah. I would have never, I really like this is fairly eye opening for me because I would have never thought that, you know, joining of like a pharmaceutical fraternity would be one that see, is seen as a positive for helping you, you know, be a parent in pharmacy school. That's something that is, was a complete paradigm shift that just happened just now. So. Do you know so many people, like so many people, when you say the word fraternity, it has such a bad name. So, so many people don't understand it. And like, if I, you know, talk to my family members that don't know about it or, or just anybody that doesn't know about it, like a lot of times I'll say, I like pull up the website because if you, because Kappa Psi website, like when you look at it, it's, you can see the professionalism you can see it's, it's not a fraternity. It's more like a, like a professional organization, yeah. but it has the, the support and the, and the brotherly bonding. And like you have the, those type of relationships like you do in a fraternity where you become really close to everybody, you know, through the common struggles that you guys experience. So, um, 
Yeah, yeah I, and, I, I agree. <laughs> and I was in, um, not only was I in a pharmaceutical fraternity also, but I was in an undergrad fraternity and, and uh, I highly recommend, you know, anyone if given the opportunity to become a part of that because it is, an, it is amazing. But I would have never, you know, until probably this conversation, if I, if I knew a mom was coming in and knowing how hard it is to do some of these things in pharmacy school and being a part of, of uh, one of these fraternities, I'm not sure if I would have before this conversation said it was a good idea because of, because of how hard it sounds, but it's just crazy to think that it's actually the opposite. I'd probably now would probably say, Hey, this would be amazing probably for you to go through this, to have all this support, to be able to go through these next four years, you know, with a, like, I would say a fam like a larger family backing you in school. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Even like, like, um, the, the class that I graduated with, like they helped me tremendously through this entire process. And like, you know, uh, Kang, I know, you know, Kang, like he has been like, we have been like, for some reason we have like m most of our rotations were together and like, he's kind of been someone that I can't, can't get rid of, <laughs> but, um, but I, no, I, I adore him, but just like knowing him through Kappa Psi and we knew each other briefly right before pharmacy school, but like it has helped tremendously. And like, it's, it's great knowing like, okay, now that I'm in the working field, like, you know, he's going to be working retail as well. And like, I could just reach out to him and be like, Hey, I need help with this. And he's always there and he doesn't judge me. I can tell him like, listen, I know this question is stupid, but I really just don't get it. Can you explain to me? And he'll laugh at me and then, and then he'll explain to me, but I know he, he's like, he has my back. He's going to look out for me and he's going to give me, you know, the best advice and, and he's not judging me, you know? So definitely I, I would strongly suggest that, you know, like if you're a mother and if you want to go to pharmacy school, like find yourself a good support system. And like I found mine with Kappa Psi. Yeah. Well, I will say, I mean, I hope that others has gotten to like a bigger insight as to what it's like to being a mom in pharmacy school. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of um, out of your day to kind of share that with everyone. Um, is there any lasting um, or any last words that you'd like to leave with any of the listeners out there um, in terms of your journey or, or in their upcoming journey? Mm, I would just say, don't doubt yourself. Like, like, you know how they say, like, if, if I can do it, you can do it. Like, I truly believe that. Like, if I can do it, definitely like, you know, other moms can do it. Even if they, if they, or they find themselves in pharmacy school and then they find out that they're, you know, going to be having a baby, like, it's okay. Like you can get through it. Like you just have to like, just be persistent and, and push through it. Well, thank you again so much, Stacey. I really, really appreciate it and wish you the best of luck with your, with your new career at CBS. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed what you just listened to. Make sure to follow us on your favorite social media platforms. And however you're listening, whether it be on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or something else we didn't just mention, we'd appreciate you to subscribe, leave us a rating, and even drop us a comment and let us know what you think. And until next time, see you over the counter. Pharmacy.